Welcome, everyone, to the show. Tonight, we're talking about Black Adam and a non-spoiler review. Spoiler review to come out soon. So, everyone's been talking about Black Adam. The Rock has spent 10 years trying to get this bad boy up on the screen, right? He's been really working behind the scenes saying, hey, I'm interested in this character. I love DC. Marvel's doing their thing. But, hey, Black Adam, that's my guy. I know this dude. I know this character. I know all the things and all the stuff. Come on, give it to me. I'm the Rock. I'm the big name. Ah! <laughs> So there's been a lot of uh, of rumors like, okay, this thing's going to be the Marvel killer. I've been seeing it say online, The Rock's really going to turn things around for DC. DC needs a big W. They've been taking a lot of L's lately, especially with what Dave Zavazov has been doing. So is Black Adam any good? Does it hold up? Is this the best DC film we've gotten in a long time? Does this absolutely kill all the Marvel movies that have come out before? Well, I can tell you that this movie is very mid. <laughs> this movie is mid, 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 mid. Mid-tier, mid-tier, all right? This movie is mid-tier, okay? It is not the Marvel killer. It is a good starting off point for the revival of what DC needs to be. I see this movie as a sort of Marvel phase one movie in which it's setting up a character, it's telling a story, dialogue's not the best, script's not the best, there's some wonky stuff happening in there, but it looks great. This movie looks expensive. You can tell they spent a lot of time on the CG for the heroes, right? We got Hawkman. We got Adam Smasher. We got Cyclone. Who? <laughs> Cyclone? Who the freak is that? We've got Dr. Fate, played by Pierce Brosnan, in here. His CG was expensive. You can tell they spent a lot of time working on him, boy. It was a lot of time working on him. But uh, yeah, this movie is, is very mid. Um, I think a lot of people are going to like it as one of their most favorite DC movies they've seen in a while because of how simple the story is and how easy it is to follow along. Plus, everyone loves The Rock. Everyone loves him as a content creator, as a celebrity, as a philanthropist, as you know, an entrepreneur. You know, everyone loves The Rock, so they're going to root for their guy. So I think going into the movie with that sort of bias, like you want him to win and you want him to do the best job that he can, um, I think a lot of that will overshadow the the overall plot of the movie. The plot of the movie is sort of fine, right? So non-spoiler, Black Adam uh, existed in, in an ancient sort of Egypt, an ancient Middle Eastern country, right? There was a ruler who wanted to mine for a certain material. Uh, he put his own people to be slaves, to mine for that material. Stuff and things happened. Black Adam was born, doing a non-spoiler here. Um, fast forward to our time, Black Adam is reawakened through some means, and he's in our modern day era. The people are asking him to be that same hero again, but uh-uh-uh, hang on. The Justice Society... Um, you know, no spoilers because they're in the trailer. You see Hawkman, you see uh, Adam Smasher, you see Dr. Fate are kind of weary of Black Adam, right? He's known as sort of, uh, as not really a villain, but not really a hero. He's sort of seen as like a bomb that can go off at any point in time. So they kind of want to get there and subdue him. So they fight him. And there's another story that's going on in here that I'm not going to spoil. So the story is very easy to follow along. This movie goes pretty quick. It's about two hours long, but there is stuff happening all the time. This, this movie does not take it. So you will not be bored when you watch this movie. There are things happening all the time. Different characters, different people. Not all of it that good. Uh, the action, run-of-the-mill action, 
it's fine. <laughs> there's nothing that really stands out. Like there's no, uh, let's say like, like a Quicksilver scene, right? When the Quicksilver scene happened, you know what I'm talking about in X-Men, that slow-mo, when it first happened, him running around the room to, uh, <laughs> you know, to the music and everything like that, that kind of like broke the mold, you know, uh, you know, stuff like in 300 when there's that slow-mo and Spartan kick and stuff like that, you know, that going on. Uh, Avengers movies where you have the ensemble doing their, you know, Marvel's Capcom movies with each other. There's nothing that really stands out in the fighting scenes of this movie. It's all sort of punchy, punchy powers going on. Um, all the costumes look great. They don't look cheap. They look very expensive. They put a lot of time and money into that. A lot of the production looks expensive. Like uh, there, there are times in this movie where I'm just like, this movie had a budget. And you can clearly see it. At, at no point was it like, this is cheap. Absolutely does not look cheap. If this is a part of DC's new direction in which they're going, I think it's a good start. But they had a lot of time to make this thing, and this is what they came up with. The Rock really played a good stoic character in this movie, man. Like, you really believed he was his hardened bastard, right? Which is what The Rock is in real life. So he really just tapped into his side that is always ready for a fight. That is always ready to tell someone that he's not backing down. The Rock really tapped into the side of which, you know, someone walks up to him and is trying him. And he's just like, are you going to try me? Word, that's what you're going to do? Okay. Pierce Brosnan really plays a good Kent Nelson, the guy who is under the helmet for Dr. Fate. How to look that up. Uh, so Dr. Fate is essentially, and they even talked about this behind the scenes at, uh, at DC and Warner Brothers, where they try to not make him like Dr. Strange. So DC has the unfortunate, unfortunate thing of Dr. Strange being out there in the world, being out in the public zeitgeist, and them not having their Dr. Fate on the DC side, right? So their problem is, how do we make Dr. Fate our own thing? How do we not make him like Dr. Strange? Because, I mean, even, even in the comics over the decades, like, they have similar characters. They have similar characters, right? Like Aquaman and Namor and, <laughs> you know, they're very similar. They're essentially the same character. You know, Dr. Fate, Dr. Strange, essentially the same character, you know, even with the way, like, they, they cast their spells, like, how powerful they are. And especially watching Dr. Fate and all the DC animated stuff growing up for me, Dr. Fate was a badass character, right? Like, he's all-powerful, all-knowing, you know, he's possessed by, by this deity, and he's a sick character, and he's so strong and so powerful. In this movie, there is some power scaling with him, in which uh, sometimes he's all-powerful, sometimes he's not. Um, and I think that Pierce Brosnan played the human character in Kent better than he did Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate himself, um, when you watch the movie, you, you'll know. He was great, but I thought he could have been better and used a bit more. Hawkman, man, Aldous Hodge. Aldous Hodge, the guy who plays Hawkman, was really sending it in this movie. He was full, like this was his acting career was on the line. <laughs> Aldous Hodge, man, like bro, he brought it. The guy who plays Hawkman right there, he was bringing it in this thing, man. Like he acting, I mean, he was acting across from The Rock, right? So he knew he had to bring it, big budget movie. You got Pierce Brosnan, 007. I mean, you really had to come with it. And he did, man. He was the, the leader of the Justice Society. He did a very good job. He was believable. His suit, his powers looked expensive. You believe he can do what he was doing. You, you, know, you almost forget, you know, they're from a different world. They really didn't go into his origin story. But, uh, you know, the Hawk people, they're aliens. They're from a different world, different planet. So they sort of have, like, enhanced strength. They can fly. They have their own wings. Here, it was a part of his armor, his costume. 
costume, his wings and his helmet. So it wasn't that he was like a bird person, like in the comics or the animated stuff, is that he had armor. Um, but he did a really good job of leading uh, the the team. Um, Quintessa Swindell, <laughs> Quintessa Swindell, Ice Cyclone. Um, must to be desired. They are not really too familiar with the Cyclone characters. One of those DC characters where it's just like fine. <laughs> I think they needed. Uh, I guess a younger female character in there and a younger, I guess they need like younger characters in there to get a younger audience. Like here, here's some younger characters in here that you could like, you know what I mean? I think certain directors and certain creators do a really good job. Like, like James Gunn did a really good job bringing in Polka Dot Man. A, a lot of us not really knowing Polka Dot Man, but when you get a director who knows how to write characters and put them up on screen, um, on screen y- you get wonders, man, right? Like when you get a director like James Gunn, who can make characters like Polka Dot Man, like Ratcatcher 2, knows how to write them, knows how to portray them on screen. You get magic. You get something really good. And I think some of that was missing here in Black Adam with a character like Cyclone. Because, I mean, it's not really a popular character, but I, I guess DC was like, all right, we can use these characters. Let's see what we can do with them. You know, she's a part of the Justice Society team here. The guy who played Adam Smasher did an all right job. Adam Smasher looked really damn good up on screen. Uh, <laughs> you know, like he grew large, like he fought. Uh, he was he, it's it's like a cross between like Ant Man and Deadpool. You know, without the humor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, Adam Smasher did an all right job. Also underused. I wonder if it's because a lot of the CG and stuff was really put on like Black Adam and Hawkman. And they had to save some of the budget for the rest of the movie for the effects and stuff like that. So some of these other like side characters really didn't have much of a presence. And you'll find out when you watch the movie. And uh, action was all right. Mid-tier movie. If I was going to rate it out of five, probably a three. Three out of five. Uh, I would say it's a matinee watch. It's not really anything you got to go run to the movie for prime time. Although The Rock would probably say otherwise. He's like, go see it. Go see it prime time. Play full price. <laughs> If you are going to watch this movie, avoid the internet. The spoilers and the leaks are out. There are frames being out there. There are scenes being put out there. And without saying too much, maybe this is a spoiler, but the rumors are true. They're true. All of it. The rumors are true. (laughs) The rumors are true. (laughs) Yeah. And I will say it's glorious. It's, It's pretty good. It's true. It looks good. It's a good direction. It's a good direction. Yeah. When you go watch Black Adam, make sure to stay tuned for the mid-credit scenes. There are There is nothing after the credits roll, but there is a mid-credit scene. So stick around after that, and then once the credits start rolling, then you can leave. But yeah, guys, that was uh, the non-spoiler review for Black Adam. Full spoiler review where we're going to talk about the full thing coming up pretty soon. That's all the time I have for today. I'll see you all later. See you another time.